You're listening to GQ on the Law with your host, financial solutions attorney, Gary Quackenbush. Welcome back to the GQ on the Law podcast. This is your host, Gary Quackenbush. Um, I want to bring a show to you today that I did on the radio, actually on KCBQ Radio. And we had what I called the Difficult Decision Day regarding estate planning, wills and trusts. So on Tuesdays, we always talk about wills, trusts, power of attorneys, and things like that. And uh, I did a show called Difficult Decision Day where we asked about who should be a trustee, how about giving gifts to charity, who should control your distribution, should you control the distribution, um, about uh, using maybe family members, friends, or professionals as fiduciaries uh, like your successor trustee or your executor, and we talked about distribution. So those are things that are coming up in the four segments on the show that follows, so I hope you enjoy it. And we'll see you again on GQ on the Law. This show is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Your family finances, your retirement income. This is the Word on Wealth with five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Now, here's Marty. Hello, everybody. This is Gary Quackenbush sitting in on the Word on Wealth Marty Schneider Show. <laughs> Actually, Tuesday is the Gary and Marty Show. Uh, it Marty's is trusting out Tuesday, right? Trusting Tuesday. Is that me? It sounds horribly like me. It is just like you. Probably singing in the shower somewhere, Gary. It's crazy. So Noah keeps putting on this Trusting Tuesday because Tuesday is our estate planning day and has been for years. I've been on the radio with Marty for oh, I don't know, 10 or 11 years, and it's been fun. We've been doing it every Tuesday for the last like six or seven years, and we answer your questions regarding estate planning. We had a guy call in about, oh, a month or so ago, and he said, normally when I hear a, you know, if I heard a show like this, I would just change the station because this is all boring stuff, but, and then he had this great question on now that his uh, I think it was a sister had passed away and he was dealing with his nephews and nieces on distributions of property. And it's like, well, that's why we do this boring show. So welcome to Trusting Tuesday. Um, this is Gary Quackenbush sitting for Marty Schneider. And Marty's out doing whatever he wants to do on Tuesdays, which I'm so happy for him to do that. If you want to be part of the show, I think that would be awesome. You could call in and ask questions and direct my discussion so it doesn't sound like rambling. It won't sound like rambling, by the way, but if you want to direct my discussion, call me and ask a question. Uh, the number is 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Ask me a question. I will answer it on the air. And I'm really happy to do that. Seriously, that will help direct the discussion and make sure that I'm going where you guys want me to talk um, I do have a book called Living Trust Basics on my website. If you go to my website, GQ Law, so that's GQ like Gary Quackenbush, not GQ like Gentleman's Quarterly, although, you know, I'm going to that. GQLaw.com, and on the right-hand column of every page, there are three books. One, 
Living Trust Basics. Talks about estate planning, living trusts, and how they all fit together. Super easy. It's only like 20 pages. It's an outline format that I've been using for many, many years, talking about estate planning all over the state of California and Nevada. Number two, there's a book called Accidentally Self-Employed for people that want to know the difference between corporation, partnership, limited liability company, and how they're taxed and why you would do one or the other. That's called Accidentally Self-Employed because that's what I was a long, long time ago, Accidentally Self-Employed. Lost my job, became self-employed with the same company that I lost my job from, and here we go. The rest is history. The third thing that is on there is the leadership series. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a leader of some big company or other than that. It's whatever you lead, whether it's yourself or your family or a company. A series of 12 emails goes out to you once a week, depending on when you subscribe. And it goes for 12 weeks and then stops. Doesn't keep bugging you or sending you junk. Never send you junk. I never do that. And we're just trying to provide information for people to make their lives better. Um, I'm really into studying for business, studying business and how it works and the technologies of business and the new things. So those are some things you might want to check out. All right. We today are doing the – I'm calling it the difficult decision day, so three Ds. So on the 3D day, that's going to be a difficult decision day in estate planning. One of the things – that we deal with a lot with estate planning. And yeah, what is estate planning? That's, you know, a will, a trust, power of attorneys, healthcare issues, that type of thing. What about the difficult decisions? <clears throat> the stuff that is really difficult for people to decide and understand. I don't think it's so much the a, a question of whether people recognize the need for a living trust or some type of an estate plan like a will or a will and trust, you know, working in combination which is what most people end up with um, because they should. But the question is that the what we're going to go over right now is we're going to talk about the difficult questions. It's not whether you should have a will or a trust. It's what your will and trust should do. Okay, For some people, that's not a difficult decision. For most people, I would say it is. So we're just going to go through them a little piece by piece. If you call into the show, 888-344-1170. I will um, direct the discussion towards an answer to your question. Right now, um, if you want my book, by the way, it's my website, gqlaw.com, gqlaw.com. Go get my books. And um, you can also re-listen to some of my favorite radio shows. And if this one's any good, I'll post it on my website also. So three Ds, the difficult decision day, which is today. A big decision that people struggle with is who to be the trustee. What is a trustee? Great question. Thank you for asking. The trustee is the individual that is in charge of your trust. While you are alive and well, competent, able to make your own decisions, speak your mind, you are your own trustee. When the time comes that you pass away or on the 70% chance you become incapacitated for whatever reason, disease, um, accident, age, if you became, uh, become incompetent, then you can't be the trustee of your own trust. You would have a successor, somebody that you named. The struggle for a lot of people is who should be my executor. Now, if you have older children that are responsible, super easy question. You would have, you would have Diana? That would be awesome. Yeah, Diana has called in with a question. 
Oh, Diana called in with because because I was asking who should be the trustee, and I heard Noah say Diana. Oh, I don't have Diana on any type of a trust, but Diana has a question about trusts. Diana, hi, this, this is Gary Clark. Uh, Marty, to every show. day. Are hi. you listening to me, sir? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I want to know about revocable trust. What is that? Revocable trust. All right. Well, I will go through the explanation of what a revocable trust is. What a uh, revocable trust is. Now, Diana, do you have a trust or a will or anything like that set up yet? Yeah, that, that, you know, I'm glad you asked that because um, this lawyer died the, who had my will, who did my will. He passed away and he got another lawyer, a girl, to handle my will. And the first thing she said to me was that I should have uh, a revocable trust. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I heard those are very expensive. So um, I want to know if I would be saving money because I only have a will and I don't have property. And um, I thought a will was the only thing I really need. I didn't think I need a revocable trust. Um, I don't own anything, just money in the bank. Okay, so no, no. Um, so you rent your house, or you rent, you rent yes, where you live. Yes, I rent right? apartment. I haven't. I rent apartment. I live in. And do you have children? No. Okay. Um, any property that you have right now. So if you have a will, when you pass away, your will says it's going to go to family members or friends, or how's that going to work? Beneficiaries. Okay. They're going to go to mostly uh, charitable. Uh, and those charitable contributions, uh, that's kind of interesting to know, too, because uh-huh. uh, Sharp, Sharp um, uh, Foundation was telling me they would give me, I don't know if this is worth it or not, I'm scared to give them some money uh, because I don't know if this is really worth it. They said if I gave them $10,000, um, they have this kind of investment or charitable trust, uh, they would give me 6% for the rest of my life. I don't know if that's better than having a... Um, money in a bank. <laughs> Interesting. You know, you you have brought up now two super great questions that I'm probably going to take. I'm I'm not going to be able to explain them in one minute or two. We have before we take a break. But you asked a question on what is a revocable trust. I'm going to answer that. And the second one now, you're you're asking a question. Um, Sharp. It sounds like they're saying, "Hey, why don't you set up a what's called a charitable remainder trust." Where you put money into the yeah. charity and the charity agrees to pay you a certain amount of money yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yes. So $10,000 they wanted. I was going to give it to them because they said they would give, it, they would give me 6% um, of the um, interest of, of that 10000 for the rest of my life. I didn't even know if that was worth it or not. I was kind of afraid. I don't know too much about those. Well, that's interesting. I – um. I think what we're going to do is I um, – can you have – if you want, I, I'll answer both of those questions right after we take – we have to take a, a really quick commercial break. But um, I'll answer both of those questions okay. right after the break if you want to hang on. Okay. So, yeah, so, I'm going to listen to you, what okay. you're saying. So I'm going to answer your question about revocable trust and then I'm going to talk about the, um, the charitable Terrible. remainder. If you want to hang yeah. on to the break, you can stay on with me. That's totally fine. Or you can just hang up and listen to the answer after, which I, it's up to you. Yeah, I like to listen to the answer because I have a, a telephone that has – uh, I have to charge it all the time. Okay. Sometimes well, the line runs out. Well, I'm going to answer Diana's question right after the break. 
You are listening to Gary Quackenbush and on the Word on Wealth, sitting in for Marty Schneider. We're talking about difficult decisions today, difficult decisions regarding estate planning. If you want to be part of the show, you can call in 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. You can be part of the show and ask me a question. And just like Diana did, that will direct our answers to your questions um, as we go along. So this is Gary Quackenbush. If you want to get a hold of me, call me at my super easy to remember number, 855-500-TRUST. 855-500-TRUST. We can give you a free trust review, discounts for uh, listeners of this show. 855-500-TRUST. Give me a call. Let's look at your estate plan. If you've got one, we'll review it. And if not, let's get you on board. This is Gary Quackenbush. We'll be right back. Wealth Financial Network with a retirement professor, certified financial planner, and five-star wealth manager, Marty Schneider. Call and ask your questions about your family finances, business, and retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Dentists from all over the world travel to learn from Dr. Jeff Gray. He is a clinical instructor at the Coy Center in Seattle, Washington. It's one of the top postgraduate teaching centers in the world, and he travels there several times a year to teach and share his experience with other dentists uh, regarding the most complex and comprehensive dental care that exists. And he and Dr. Hurtado also train at the Coy Center from other dentists so they can be prepared to give you the best care possible for your oral health. And aren't those the type of doctors that you will trust your oral health to? Because oral health is overall health. Bleeding gums are not normal and can lead to many health problems, including heart attack, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, even cancer. It's very important to take care of your oral health. And with Dr. Jeff Gray and Dr. Hurtado, there's no scolding. They're not going to make you feel bad if it's been decades since you've been to the dentist. They're just glad you're there. Call and mention this station for your one-on-one appointment. 619-337-7700 or Jeff Gray with an A, Jeff Gray, DDS.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This is the Word on Wealth Financial Network with a retirement professor, certified financial planner, and five-star wealth manager, Marty Schneider. Call and ask your questions about your family finances, business, and retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. We're back. Welcome back to the uh, difficult decision day with uh, regarding estate plans. This is Gary Quackenbush sitting in on the Word on Wealth for Marty Schneider. So happy to be here. And we're very excited because we're answering questions. And we had a question from Diana. She asked me two questions before the break. So Diana, here's your answer. Her first question was, what is a revocable trust? Great question. Revocable trust means a trust that you can revoke, which means uh, you can delete it or change it. So a revocable trust, think of it as amendable. It can be changed. The opposite of a revocable trust is irrevocable. And irrevocable means it cannot be changed. That would be a trust that was set up intentionally to never be changed even by the person that set it up. Or your revocable trust can become irrevocable or unchangeable when you pass away. Okay, So on death, your trust will become irrevocable if you have a trust. So revocable, um, the other terms for it, you may have heard a living trust is a revocable trust, a family trust is a revocable trust, and a revocable trust, that's the generic term for those three types of trusts. So 
It's the type of trust that you set up that says, when I pass away, I want my money to go to this charity, that charity, and this charity, and I want a particular person or a, a company to be in charge of doing the distribution. All the money is held in trust. It's distributed from that trust to the beneficiaries. That typically is the revocable trust. Now, Diana's question was, does she need a revocable trust because she just has money, investments, cash, that type of thing, but no residence, no real property? And the answer really is going to depend on how much money she has in investments and what she's planning on doing with them. Now, in her situation, she's planning on, at her passing, giving that money, most of it, to charities. One of them, it sounded like, was even Sharp, uh, Sharp Memorial Hospital. So if she's going to give away that money to charity, it isn't it, it isn't really necessary sometimes to have a trust because you have your accounts, you have things set up that says, you know, your money is yours. But when you pass away, it immediately passes to the assigned beneficiary. That seems to work out fine. The challenge would be if Diana became incapacitated through accident, through injury, through disability, she became incapacitated, no longer able to manage her health care, no longer able to manage her money and her finances, then what? Well, having money in a retirement account or in a cash account or investment account that says, when I die, give it to so-and-so, that's not going to help much during disability because you won't have the ability during your incapacity to manage that money to pay the medical bills to take care of your expenses, your housing, or whatever. So a lot of people need to do one of two things. You either need to do a durable power of attorney, durable, meaning it works even if you are incapacitated. So a durable power of attorney that would allow someone to spend your money on your behalf if you became incapacitated. The other way to handle that, which is, even safer would be to set up a revocable trust and assign a trustee that once you became incapacitated, whenever that was, if you became incapacitated, that trustee then would step in, manage your money, pay your medical bills, pay for your housing, pay for your care, and take care of you for the rest of your life. And then when you pass, that trustee would then give your money to the charities. So the trust idea is that your money is in a trust and it's available for you the whole time you're alive, and it's managed by you initially. If you if you have capacity, you can make your own decisions, speak for yourself. And then if you became incapacitated, disabled, unable to speak for yourself, then that trust still has the money, but it would be managed by a trustee that would take care of you. Those are the differences between the you know a power of attorney is just going to have somebody been able to pay out money for you. Um, it's you know, During disability, you could do that. The power of attorney would have the authority to spend your money on anything they felt like. And so you have to be super careful with who you choose. And then as far as the successor trustee of your revocable trust, you would that would be somebody you would trust also. And they're, you know, they're both governed by California law. They have to be honest people, people you would choose. Um, you choose wisely. So hopefully that describes revocable trust and how that would work and the difference between revocable trust and power of attorney. Okay, so the next question then Diana had was um, based on a comment from apparently Sharp said, well, hey, why don't you give us $10,000 and we'll pay you 5% interest? What that sounds like is a charitable remainder trust. 
Now, there are different types of charitable trusts. The idea, the general concept of a charitable trust is that you give money, you donate money to a charity, and you tell that charity, if I donate this money to you, you need to hold that money in trust, and it gets paid out to me. You pay me back 5% or whatever number. Some charities pay more, some pay less. You pay me 5% for the rest of my life, and when I die, you can have that money. What you're doing is you're having the, the charity guaranteeing you payments on your money. You get the, you make the donation to the charity and you get a charitable contribution deduction. So you know those are some of the things that happen from a tax standpoint. If your trust is donating money to a charity, it gets a charitable contribution deduction. That can be handled in a couple different ways. And the charity is promising to pay you money back for the rest of your life. Um, there are different ways to do that. I mean there are trusts that will – you give the money to the charity and they pay you back. Others do the opposite. <clears throat> they say um, the, the, the charity um, – there's a charitable remainder trust, a charitable lead trust, a charitable unity. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of trusts. Crit, 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 grantor retained unity trust. So there's different things where you can set up a trust where you hold the money in your trust for charity and you agree that at your death you're going to pay them X amount of money. So you're holding the money. They're paying you. In the meantime, when you die, they get the money. Or you have the trust where they hold the money and they pay you out of the money that you gave them. Um, those are all different types of charitable trusts. So real specific for your needs, what you would want. Um, answering Diana's question specifically, Diana, 5% on a $10,000 investment, I don't know how much that's going to yield. That's not a whole lot of money. I mean if the charity is guaranteeing you, 10, you know, 5%, it's, it's 5% guaranteed based on the strength of the charity. Uh, if it's you know sharp – um, hospitals are some of – well, just look at what the hospitals are building now, these huge stainless steel multi-structural – looks like they can go into outer space buildings based on our uh, recent changes in healthcare laws. Uh, d- does it look like they have enough money to guarantee you payment for the rest of your life? I would say they're probably some of the um, financially strongest organizations that we have right now based on our, our healthcare laws. So – Good chance you're going to get paid that five percent. Is that enough? I don't know, because if you are, it's charity. It's coming from a charity. You get a charitable deduction for making the contribution. You're going to have some deductions. It may be tax tax wise. It may be cheaper to get five percent from a charity rather than you getting five percent on your money somewhere else. So it depends on how much money you're making. I mean, you're not making five percent on your CDs. You may be making you know three to twelve percent on your investments. You know if you got money in the S and P, who knows how much you're making? Those are Marty Schneider questions, by the way. I mean, you could actually call Marty during his show. Not this week; he's gone this week. But you can call him next week, or even call Marty and set up an appointment with him and and ask him. Say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Are there ways to do this? They can talk about annuities and things like that. So hopefully that answers your question, and it sounds like Diane is calling back to help me clarify the answer. Diane, this is Gary again. How you doing? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm glad you uh, put, asked. I'm glad you uh, put your telephone number on the air. Um, I need to get that again, um, so I can call you. Uh, maybe come and see you regarding this uh, will I have. But I wanted to tell you, they want the ten. The sharp wants ten thousand dollars 
give it to them, write a check right then. They want it there ahead of time before I die. The $10,000, and they, they go by your age. Depends on how old you are and what mm-hmm. percentage of interest they would give you. So at my age, I'm 78, so they said I would get 6% with that $10,000 for the rest of my life. But I have to give them the $10,000 up front. Yeah, and that's part of a charitable remainder thing. Basically, they're saying that you pay them the 10000 and in exchange for that, they will give you that 5 or 6% for the rest of your life. And then when you pass away, they stop making payments. So they have it calculated out. How long do they think Diane will live? You know, they'll look at a chart that says if Diana is 78 years old, that means she's going to live to this certain age now. So we can afford to pay her X amount of money. That's what they're doing. They basically take that money and invest it in whatever they have their money in and they're guaranteeing you payment. Um, you know, they're, they're using the money for something else in the meantime, but that's, you know, that's one way to invest money. It's kind of an annuity type thing, um, but it's well, a let me call you. Annuity. Let me call you. What is your phone now? And I, maybe I'll make an appointment and I'll tell you what I have and see what you think is the best thing for me to do. Oh, that would be wonderful. My, my phone number is 855 500 and then the word trust, T R U S T. Is that a long distance call? No. Okay. It's it's, it's a to, it's a toll free number. It's eight five 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 hundred trust. Yeah. Oh, it's eight five 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 hundred trust. Yep. And it's Gary. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'll, you're the only Gary there. Yeah, I own the company. It's GQ Law, oh. and then just say you you heard Gary on the air, and you want to set up an appointment. And you can, uh, we can schedule something up. You'll end up talking to probably Christina when you give her a call. Oh, and what, what's your hours there? Um, nine to five. We do appointments between nine and five. And where are you at? Where are you located? The Rancho Bernardo area, Carmel Mountain oh, Ranch. Oh, that's kind of far for me. Well, then so call up. Call. We can probably do it on the phone or something yep. the other way. Yep. Tell Christina you want a telephonic conf- uh, consultation with okay. me. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. All right, Diana. Thank you. Wow, Diana called twice. All right, bye, Diana. Thanks a lot for calling. All right, so Diana, thank you for calling twice. And she gave us all the information, basically. So you you got what's going on. Um, Sharp, it sounds like they're setting up some type of a charitable remainder trust. I don't know that they're even going that fancy other than they're calculating that if, if they get that contribution, then they'll be able to send her a certain amount of money. It's all done by contract. Um, they do the paperwork because they're getting the benefit of the money ultimately. So that's very interesting. So as you can see with Diana, she's going to give my office a call, 855-500-TRUST, and um, we'll be able to give her a free initial consultation because she's a radio listener and help her figure out exactly what would be the best for her. You are listening to the Word on Wealth Radio Network. Actually, yeah, the Word on Wealth sponsored by something, something to do with the Word on Wealth Radio Network, which I'm sure there's... Financial Network, Word and Wealth Financial Network. And there's always a lady that comes on after I bumble all this and she straightens it all out. But if you want to call my office and get your free initial consultation, it's 855-500-TRUST, 855-500-TRUST, or call the show, 888-344-1170. This is Gary Quackenbush on the Word on Wealth sitting in for Marty Schneider. So I hope you call because we're answering difficult questions. And after this brief commercial break... We are going to answer some more difficult questions, and I will tell you, we're going to talk about 
um, how you do distributions. How do you distribute money to children? What are some good ideas? What if there's an issue? What if the kid's struggling? What if there's a question about financial capacity? We're going to deal with that right after the break. This is Gary Quackenbush on The Word on Wealth, and we will be right back. Financial Network with a retirement professor, certified financial planner, and five-star wealth manager, Marty Schneider. Call and ask your questions about your family finances, business, and retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The Answer, San Diego. Local news right now. Good afternoon. An American citizen was killed in a shootout with U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers last night when he started shooting and tried to drive through the San Ysidro Port of Entry. A window washing crew was rescued downtown near Petco Park this morning after an equipment malfunction left them stranded 42 stories in the air. Jurors returned a not guilty verdict in the assault trial for two San Diego County Sheriff's deputies accused after a viral video captured the arrest of two men in Vista. And a man and a woman were found dead inside a San Marcos home yesterday while two children were stuck inside for hours, too afraid to leave. High this afternoon of 69 degrees, overnight lows in the low 60s. Tomorrow it'll be 70 with a 10% chance of rain. This report sponsored by Superior Water. Get mountain fresh tasting water from every tap in your home with Superior Water's Waterboy system. Learn more at superiorwater.com. I'm Randy Cox for The Answer San Diego. Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437. Sylvia taught school for 25 years before retiring and traveling the world with her beloved husband before he passed. My kids put me in here, and I thought, oh, great, they shuffled me off. But after I got here, the people were so wonderful. Sylvia found the perfect place where she could meet new friends and enjoy the activities. I enjoy the card games. If I win anything, (laughs) if I don't win anything, I don't enjoy it as much, but I do enjoy the activities and there's a nice variety so you don't get tired or bored. Sun Garden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one. You're invited to take a tour, see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing, and join them for lunch. Visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sun Garden Terrace, because there's such a lot of living to do. Call 619-464-CARE. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This is the Word on Wealth Financial Network with a retirement professor, certified financial planner, and five-star wealth manager, Marty Schneider. Call and ask your questions about your family finances, business, and retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Last week... Hey, welcome back. Oh, wrong show. <laughs> yeah, it's Marty Schneider now, and 10 years from now, we're going to be on the <laughs> Word on Wealth Radio Network. <gasps> this is Gary Quackenbush sitting in for Marty Schneider on the Word on Wealth Radio Network. You realize, Gary, that will actually make its way to the air again. Great, 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 great. But that's okay, because we are all about... Uh, teaching people about estate planning because we are on difficult decision day and sometimes it gets difficult to decide on what to do. So hopefully those that are listening, you can listen to this again. I'll put it on my website. Um, I loved the fact that Diana called in and then called back again to make sure I was, you know, 
clarified that I was getting all the information, which is really great because it helps me decide and understand what people's needs and requests are. Um, we had a gentleman called oh, a couple about a, I think it was about a month ago, and he said, "I when I hear a show like this, I just turn the channel, I change the channel, but I have a question." So it's that's why we're providing this show. So this may sound like the content is boring, but I'm not wasting your time. I promise. Everybody needs to know about estate planning because the bottom line is, this is according to Marty Schneider. This is not my words. He coined this phrase. We get one ticket when we get here and one ticket gets punched and we leave and we don't know when that will be. So basically he says also we, we, you know, there's, we get one life and one death. And so there you go. Basically all of us have to deal with an estate because your estate are just your things. Uh, my wedding ring on my left hand is part of my estate. So are my shoes and my car and my truck and my house and my retirement accounts and my money. All of that is my estate. I almost said my dog is my estate, but I was thinking he was like a horse, but he's a very tiny chihuahua and no one can ride him. He's too old and his teeth are fine. <sighs> my poor dog. You can do a trust for a dog. You can actually set up a trust for a dog. I wouldn't set one up for my dog because I doubt my dog will outlive me. Um, but um, it just depends. If I offend him and he comes in and eats me at night, that would be awful. Maybe we lock him up. He's too small. I'm digressing. Let's go back to difficult decision day. Not what to do with your dog. Those are easy. You just have somebody take care of your dog and give them some money to do that. You can do that as part of your trust or just make decisions ahead of time. Um, as far as difficult decisions, we talked a little bit about who's going to be the trustee of your trust. That might be a, a tough decision to make because it's somebody that needs to care for your money. And if you are, if the trustee is functioning while you are alive, that would mean that you are incapacitated, disabled, not able to make your own financial decisions or speak for yourself. So you're going to have somebody that's taking care of your money while you're alive and paying for your um, your health care and your living arrangements and food and things like that. So you want to make sure your trustee is chosen carefully. Well, what if you don't have a family member or a friend that wants to be a successor trustee? That's a great question. I would love to talk about other options for trustee besides friends or family, and that would be professional. There are people whose entire career is set up around handling other people's money through trusts. And these would be private professional fiduciaries or, or commercial inst uh, institutional fiduciaries. The way that works is like there's an organization in California called the Professional Fiduciary Association of California, PFAC. People that are members of PFAC are required to have a certain amount of continuing education so they know what the heck they're doing. And they're required to be, a, to be a private professional fiduciary. They're required to have a license and some type of bonding or insurance. And those are the people that can handle your money professionally. So you don't have to have your child or a brother or sister. You can have a private professional fiduciary. They get paid to do what they do. Um, they're not cheap, but – if your brother does it, he's going to charge money too because trustees get paid to do their job. So private professional fiduciary is one way to go. How do you know who to choose? You can contact an organization like Professional Fiduciary Association of California or you can call your favorite estate planning attorney and get a recommendation from him or her. The other type of professional fiduciary you can get is an institutional or an institution to serve as a professional fiduciary. How does that work? 
And I am not endorsing any product or otherwise. But for example, if you decided you wanted your financial manager, let, let, let's just say, for example, that Marty is your financial manager and you say, hmm, I don't want my daughter to handle the money because I want it distributed like this and this and at certain ages and that type of thing. And then you said, Marty, can you be my private professional fiduciary? He could answer yes because he is a professional fiduciary. Um, and then you decease, he would be managing the money and that's the way it works. That's a private professional fiduciary. Or like I do not do that personally because I, I'm not geared up for that. I know how, but I usually act as the attorney for the private professional fiduciary. Okay. The other way is if you have a, an institution, like you said, I just want to name um, Charles Schwab, right? That's the institution, not him. Um, so you have Charles Schwab Trust Company. They have a branch or a division that deals with trust money. Obviously, they are the ones that would be investing the money and managing the money, and they get money for doing the investments and handling the investments, and they would get paid to be the uh, institu institutional trustee. So some people like that. If that's where all of your money is, that may be a good idea. Or San Diego Zoo. Um, San Diego Zoo. And, I, and again, I am not endorsing companies or products other than Marty, but it would be like the San Diego Zoo. They have a, a – a philanthropy department, a charitable department where, you know, I will draft a trust and the trust, for example, would say that, you know, on my death, I want the, the, the successor trustee to be the San Diego Zoo Trust Department. And they literally have a department where they can assign somebody, they can manage the money for the trust. Sometimes people do that because they want the zoo to have the money or part of the money. So different organizations, different charitable organizations have the ability to be a trustee. So that is something to consider. Would an institutional trustee work out better for you? Would a private professional fiduciary work out better for you? That way you don't have to assign kids. If it's fairly straightforward, um, there's no blended family, all the kids are financially doing okay, and you're not worried about you know infighting, then naming children in the order of age or whatever is fine. Uh, personally, I don't have that yet. I still have relatives that are in my same generation that are named as um, successor trustees of my own personal trust. Um, but that is one way to do it, especially if there was some complexity or if there was a lot of money that had to be handled. Um, then it might be something that you would want a private professional to handle that. Okay, so you got that. That's trustee who to choose. Uh, I think the next difficult question that I really want to address um, will – go on it for a couple minutes is what about distributions? This I think for some people is a very, very difficult decision. Most of us want to think, okay, my children are going to be perfectly financially competent when I die and therefore they'll be able to handle money just like I do. That's a fantasy. I, that's my personal opinion. Um, I personally at my age have – 20 more years of handling money than my oldest son. Does that mean I'm a better money manager? No, but that probably means that I have more financial maturity. I understand the value of money a little bit more. The one thing with inheritances is that they don't have a lot of, quote, value because it's money falling from the sky, right? It's inherited money. It's not money that's earned. It's not deserved. It's not you're not entitled to it. 
it happens when somebody passes away, whether it's a family member or a friend or whatever. Somebody has to pass away before you get that money. It's somebody that has done something right financially to put that money away, whether it's real property or cash, investments, retirement accounts. It's been put away over a, a, a period of time, typically decades, and that person was financially mature. Do you want a trustee handling your money or do you want children receiving money that are not financially mature? We all know what happens with a financially immature individual that receives a lot of money. It's not a matter of not trusting your kids, really, and that may be part of it, but it's really what I've seen and like when I explain to my clients, I just describe this as this is what Gary has learned over 30 years of doing this. So it doesn't mean I'm right. It just means that's from where I sit, what I see. Where I see money going by the wayside or getting you know, spent faster than I think the deceased person would have wanted it to go is beneficiaries with a lot of money, it seems like everybody knows about it. Their friends know about it. Their friends know whether their parents have money or their uncle that died has money, and now their friends go, hmm, that means you have money. Hmm, that means you have money that you didn't have before. Hmm, you were living on the money that you had before, and you were okay, and now you have money that you didn't have before. Now you're super okay. And where I see the problem is people like that get taken. Uh, For example, years ago, it was a situation where Okay, you know, hey, buddy, that's uh, sorry about your dad and, you know, all that. And um, I've got the best idea ever. I have a friend that does programming. He's HTML expert. The dude can put together anything. I have this excellent idea. I need, here's what's going to happen. We're going to do this and that and the other. We're going to make this big website. We're going to do these things. Here's what we're going to sell and we're going to make a fortune. I've even got the numbers ramped out, but we need to pay the programmer. And the programmer wants $25,000. I don't have 25000 but if I had, then I could have this programming done, and then we can get this website up, and we're going to make lots of money. Now, we're, you're listening to – let me. we're going to take a break for a second because Noah wants me to take a break. You are listening to the Word on Wealth Radio Network. This is Gary Quackenbush sitting in for Marty Schneider, and we're, we are talking about difficult decisions today, difficult decision day on the Word on Wealth with Gary Quackenbush. And when we come back in about a minute or so, I'm going to finish my dialogue on how, what happens with kids' money if they're not careful in controlling it. So you're listening to the Word on Wealth. This is Gary Quackenbush. If you want to get a hold of me at my office, please, please do so. 855-500-TRUST. 855-500-TRUST. And you'll get a free consultation. And we'll talk about all this stuff over and over again. This is Gary Quackenbush. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Financial Network with the retirement professor, certified financial planner, and five-star wealth manager, Marty Schneider. Call and ask your questions about your family finances, business, and retirement. 
Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. You can give your family a gift by preparing for the future. Call the law offices of Gary Quackenbush for your free initial consultation. You've heard Gary for years with Marty on the Word on Wealth. In a complicated world, Gary and his team will help you prepare a customized estate plan, your will and trust, and other legal needs. Sometimes the smallest details make all the difference. Gary and his full-service legal team are local, accountable, committed to top-quality service, with reasonable fees. Experience matters. Since 1988, Gary has served San Diego County, rising to leadership roles in professional organizations, helping local families, and strategizing with small businesses. Learn more online at gqlaw.com. Call for your free initial consultation. Get your questions answered. Call Gary Quackenbush at 877-70-FAMILY. Local, accountable estate planning services. And enjoy peace of mind. 877-70-FAMILY. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. This is the Word on Wealth Financial Network with a retirement professor, certified financial planner, and five-star wealth manager, Marty Schneider. Call and ask your questions about your family finances, business, and retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. All right. We are back in the last segment of our show today. This is Gary Quackenbush on Tuesday. It's trust. It's Tuesday, so it's it is trusting Tuesday, right? Right, exactly. Trusting Tuesday. This is Gary Quackenbush, your host today, and um, we are answering some questions. We started out answering Diana's question, and then she called in again, and we answered her question additional. And we w- right before the break, I was telling you when we got back, I would tell you how do people lose their money when they inherit it? And the story I was telling was uh, somebody inherits money. Their friends know about it because usually their friends are around when they when they inherit money because that means there is a death in the family and that's a time when everybody gathers together, including friends and neighbors and all that, to you know, help you get through a really terrible time and difficult time. And then uh, other people know that you inherited money because they can tell that you inherited money. So what I've seen happen, which is really crazy, is somebody comes up with this great idea and says – Hey, buddy, sorry about your dad, but hey, you know, I got this great idea and I have this programmer friend of mine and and we're going to program this great website. It's going to have the shopping store, online advisement, this and that and the other and all these great things. And there's this amazing thing we're going to do and it's so great. And when it gets done and here's all the numbers we've calculated, if we put this much money into it, then we're going to make X amount of money. And within a year, we're going to make millions of dollars. And, And literally, I'm going over it really quickly, but I've seen that several times where that's where the money ends up going. It starts out at, hey, you you know, do you have an extra twenty five thousand? It's a great investment because if we put that into this programmer, this guy's amazing. So twenty five thousand dollars later, the programmer is going, oh, you want it to do what? I'd, that shopping cart is not as easy to make as I thought. I'm going to need another five. I'm going to need another five. I'm going to need another five. And you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars later, which is not unheard of in programming, a, you know, a, a kind of a website or some type of program, you end up all this money later and to get this custom programmed website and it doesn't work like you thought. So you keep putting more money in and then you got to get to the point where you say, do we pull the plug on this thing and go with like a standard, you know, website that's put together by these, you know, pre-programmed companies or do we keep pouring money into this awesome, you know, custom website? 
And I've seen money, I've seen tens of thousands of dollars get poured into that. And half the time it's inherited money because the, it, 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 the inherited money doesn't have a lot of value. If, if that same person went to the kid and said, hey, do you have an extra $20,000 laying around? Because if you do, we could do this. And he's going to go, are you kidding me? I've got $20,000 in the bank. Yeah, and it's taken me 10 years to put it there, and I'm not touching it. That's my emergency fund. But inheritances are different. And that might not be a bad thing. All I'm suggesting is that if that money were in a trust and if the distributions of that trust were based on age or financial maturity or behaviors, then perhaps your successor trustee would be the one saying, I don't want to give you the money for that because I don't think that's a good idea. I doubt that your parents would have approved of that. I doubt they would want your money spent that way. And you have this ability as a successor trustee to to help the less financially mature beneficiary make better decisions. So sometimes that's the way to go. You know, that's how you control money to children. What if you have a child where you're concerned um, about their own family members, um, whether it's a friend or a spouse or a child that that is consuming a lot of money or has ex- basically exerts a lot of control and you're worried about, hmm, well, if they inherit money, then that's going to go to his uh, or her friend or whatever. I mean, that is a legitimate concern for people. Is it possible to control money after you pass away? It, the the kind of the slang term for it is, is dead hand control. Can you control money with a dead hand, meaning after you passed away, can you control money? The answer is yes. That's what trusts are for. So let's say um, you set, you have a situation where um, you might have a beneficiary that's going to inherit a company that like – let's say a self-running company. Let's say a, a trailer park. Those tend to be kind of self-sufficient and they've got their own managers and all that. So now this individual is going to inherit this trailer park. It's got – it's quite a cash cow bringing in money and the beneficiaries never really set foot on the property. has never really cared about it. They've been treated well their whole life because there's been this money from the trailer park and now they own it. Is it really a great idea for them to just kind of step into that and now suddenly have you know all the money that mom and dad had you know all inherited by them or them and their sibling? And sometimes it's not a good idea. You may want to have it professionally managed. You may want to have that the distributions go out. You know, well, when you're 30, you can get 25% interest in that organization, or when you're 40, you can have half of what's left. You know, you you can stage it out by um, age. Or you can control it by behavior. Like I think one thing you put in a trust always is if there is a beneficiary that's misbehaving, um, like doing like illegal drugs or is not a productive member of society anymore because they're drinking so much or they've just really become a you know just really not a good person. Um, you can have the trustee say, "No, I want I need drug and alcohol tests before we make the next distribution." And you try to make sure that your beneficiaries are clean from drug abuse and that type of thing because you don't want to fund that. If you give them a bunch of money, where is it going to go? Well, if he's abusing drugs, it's really not hard to figure out where that may end up. So the successor trustees can control that. And the way you control that is what I say is words, words, words. That's what an attorney does. We write down words and we can create provisions paragraphs, words in the trust that say, here's the test. If you pass this test, you can have this much money. If you 
enroll in college, you have this much money. When you get done with college, you have this much. When you get done with a trade school, when whatever, you can stage it out. You don't have to micromanage it, but I really think it is wisdom to control distributions based on behaviors, life situations, and things like that. Um, you can give the your successor trustees some discretion with that too. So hopefully that helps. I mean, trying to control distributions, it's your money. You're giving it to your beneficiaries, likely children. Um, it's not theirs. It's yours. And you can make any restriction on that that is legal, literally, any restriction that's legal. And that may sound weird that I'm saying it that way, but if what you're requiring is legal, you can do it. Which means, let's say you set up a trust and you said, yeah, money goes to my son, X amount of money, as long as he doesn't live in um, Escondido. And And he lives in Escondido. And I'm not bashing Escondido. I'm just thinking, okay? So for as long as my son lives in Escondido, he can have no money at all. When he relocates outside of Escondido, then he can have, you know, $500 a month or $5,000 a month or whatever. Is that is that legal? Yeah, it's legal. Is it enforceable? Yeah, it's enforceable. Is it fair? Depends on your family. You know, is it fair that you say, you know, this kid can have money only if he finishes, a, you know, a, a, an engineering degree? Sure, if you want to, if you think that's a fair restriction. So you can restrict anything you want. You can control behaviors. Uh, most people don't do quite that intensive control, but definitely based on life stages, ages, you know, don't be afraid to say, yeah, 21 is probably too young. Yeah, 24 is probably too young. 25, maybe I can start giving you money. But you can control his distributions. It's not hard. It's something definitely to think about, to talk about, to decide what would be best for these young beneficiaries on how soon or how fast they can get money. And there are a number of ways of doing that. So that's on the distributions. You can control it however you want, whatever you think is best. And usually it's something to think about. Think about quite a bit. Get ideas from somebody that's done it professionally for a while. And get suggestions and then you can decide, you know, how specifically to tie that into your own family. And what I I love those discussions. I really, really love those discussions where a client will say, here are my thoughts. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I've written down. What do you think? And then we have a conversation say, well, here's my ideas and here's what I've seen and that may work. This may work. Here's a suggestion. Let's tweak that. And those are the fun conversations. That's what I love to do. I mean, I, I, eat, drink, and sleep, that kind of stuff. I love to help people arrange their finances so that when they are no longer here, it's going to be taken care of just like they want. That's fun stuff because we're helping families, we're helping people get what they want and take care of these things that that are, I think, are difficult decisions. So to me, it's not a decision of whether you should have a trust or a will. It's a decision of what you want in your trust and will. And you're going to have to make decisions on who's in charge, Who's the guardian? Who's the executor? Who's the trustee? You need to make those decisions, and those may be difficult. They may be not. And then how's the money getting distributed? Let's give it to my four kids. That makes sense. At what point in their life? You have a kid that's 40, one that's 30, one that's 20, one that's you know 15. I don't know. That's spread out quite far. But do you then just give them all the money at your death, or do you have it based on age? So those are decisions to think about. Talk about the consequences, you know, how does it really work? And that's, I think, the thing you want to talk to somebody about that's that's done it for a while, 
and I'm happy to be that guy. If you want, you know, if you don't have somebody that you're working with, I'm happy to be that guy. You can call me at 855-500-TRUST, 855-500-TRUST. It's a pretty easy number to remember, 855-500-TRUST. And I will be able to help you out and give you the information you need. And I promise you I'll give you a free initial consultation to help you kind of organize your thoughts in that area. Please go on my website. There's a lot of information on my website and my book called Living Trust Basics. That's on there for free. It's a download PDF. It doesn't sell you a bunch of weird stuff. It's a PDF. It downloads. You can read it. It's called Living Trust Basics. The website is gqlaw.com, gqlaw.com whole bunch of information about estate planning on there, including information like from this show. And I will post up this show on my website and on my blog so you can hear this stuff again. And you'll be good to go. This is Gary Quackenbush sitting in for Marty Schneider. Please give me a call. 855-500-TRUST. This is Gary Quackenbush. Talk to you later. Have a good day. confident about your financial security and retirement. Tell a friend about the Word on Wealth, featuring five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider. You've heard the retirement professor since 1995 on these Salem Network stations. For your free consultation with Marty, call 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-PLAN. Sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This show is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network.